welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, A.J. Riley, Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Bassett, bringing you the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What's up, y'all? We back. We back. Been a couple weeks. Sorry about that. Mostly my fault. Uh, along with Ryan Griffin, Paul Roshan, AJ Riley. I'm yeah, Matt damn right it's Welcome to Sports Carnage. Uh, we were in the middle of a conversation when I was like, wait a minute. We really should just jump on the air and have this conversation. Obviously, we are discussing the college football season, question mark. And no, we're not. No, we're if, not. If Big we're not. Ten, we just said we're we, not no, doing that. Oh no, but we are, we were in the middle of this beautiful discussion of the yeah. Big Ten because I had this brilliant idea that Ohio State and Michigan. You just want to tell just, everyone your idea. I do. I do. I like this idea that the big schools, the big name schools that can really force the action here for college football to happen, should just say that we are going to be at our stadium every Saturday for this entire block of time. If fans want to come, it's twenty bucks to get in the door. If no one shows up, you're going to watch a scrimmage of some of the best college athletes in the world. If a team happens to show up he got a football game i think this is brilliant paul you just think it should just be an inner scrimmage thing where you know it's gonna happen well, no no no, no i do think it's it great the, referees it was just different than my original idea i mean listen if i had my way of things i'm full on the schools giving the giant middle finger to kevin warren and literally going rogue like i everyone piled on Nebraska because nobody likes Nebraska and they're like the redheaded stepchild of the conference, which is ironic in a conference that recently added Maryland and Rutgers that Nebraska, the old blue blood is the redheaded stepchild, but well, really because, they are. It's because they're the old blue blood that won a lot. And then they came to the big 10 and they ain't won a lot, but they also haven't been very good. Well, they haven't even won before a lot they joined the big time, 10 and they suck. Now Scott Frost is very hateable. Like they're just their entire, their entire program has a punchable face. Like, that's what Nebraska <laughs> is. Their entire program. They just have a punchable face. So I get it. Like, everyone heaped on Nebraska. But deep down, I love Nebraska's bravado in their, no, oh, we're not going to sit here and just shut up and listen, even though we're getting paid yeah, all this money, too. They're not the too. only ones, either. Like, Day has come out, Harbaugh has come out and said that they want to play. To an anyone. extent, but at the end of the day... All of those schools released a message that fell in line and deferred. And it, yeah, they had their bravado, they had their moments, they had their uh, quick bits in their quotables in their press conferences. But outside of that, none of them actually did anything. And I guess at the end of the day, Nebraska didn't either. But Nebraska pushed the envelope further than anyone else. Nebraska forced the Big Ten to come out and make statements basically saying you can't do this we're not going to allow you to do this it's not going to go how you think it's going to go and i applaud that what i would love to see happen is penn state and michigan and ohio state and i will preface this because the the six people and we don't need wisconsin to do this i'm 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 speaking strictly from state out of the loop i'm 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 (laughs) speaking strictly from a need (laughs) standpoint and i know of the six people that are listening four people are saying oh this is ridiculous this is absurd it'll never happen you're right it won't happen but it should happen and it could happen if they really wanted it to happen because nothing could stop them if they put their mind to it if ohio state penn state and michigan band together and said, this is absurd, 
You didn't listen to us, our coaches, our ADs, our players. You shut us down despite everybody involved wanting to partake. And we are sick of the way the Big Ten's been run. We are sick of the way our green commissioner has handled things. And we are piecing out or you're going to do what we say. They really do hold all the power. And everyone talks about the TV contracts, this and that. And you know what? It's, it's to clarify things for because Matt wasn't sure. Or not Matt. AJ, nobody was sure. How, nobody's still sure how everything works. The Big Ten has these schools by very large monetary balls because the Big Ten pays out over $50 million a year to all 14 members of the Big Ten. I believe it's all 14 now. Uh, Rutgers and Maryland should be getting their payments. I'm looking for, like, not that I'm fact-checking you, but I'm, like, trying to understand it. I can find nothing on contractual agreements for the Big Ten teams. Everything's tied to the TV rights. So it's... In each school, it is the TV rights. That's exactly what it is. But they're is sharing. It, but that's where all the that's where all the money it. comes from. That's where all the money is coming from. And it's not just that the Big Ten has the TV rights. Each school has is contracted with the Big Ten. Here, here you go for Let, those TV I'll, rights. I'll read it to you. This is from Forbes. Uh, Delaney, who I believe was the former commissioner, made sure that universities earned thirty three percent of all advertising revenues from the Big Ten network in addition to 51% of the revenues, including subscriber fees. So. And that's and that's, and so anything they sell, so if like ESPN has a Big Ten game, right. the Big Ten is negotiating with ESPN to sell the rights to those games, and that goes into the pot. So, so in 2018 is when it crossed the $50 million threshold. That's a lot of money for these schools. That is a massive amount of money. $50 million per school in the conference, even to Rutgers. What they spent $50 million on, I couldn't tell you. It's Education, not working. But idiots. they got it. They got it. <laughs> Kudos to them. That is a big thing to hold over these teams. And technically, if Michigan, say, were to go play elsewhere this year, they couldn't get on TV without the Big Ten. They couldn't make money off of that without the Big Ten. That is 100% right. accurate. So you do my idea, and every single person in the stadium young enough to know what their different apps are, can do. Streams just the start, game. We're streaming this stuff, recording this stuff, put it on TikTok. You don't want to know apps, how bad that quality would be. You don't want to know how bad that quality would be. But you're you're not on the, off the, off, on yeah, the wrong I'm, path I'm still, entirely. I'm still, I'm still fuzzy, and I don't know if I 100% agree with you that, like, Michigan is contracted by the Big Ten Network. So, I feel like the Big Ten is contracted through the Big Ten Network. So anybody who wouldn't be affiliated with the Big Ten could be put on ESPN. Because if like why I don't understand contractually where like if Ohio State or if Michigan were to go rogue and say, you know what, we're unaffiliated for this year and anybody who has an opening in their schedule and wants to schedule with us we're going to schedule a home-and-home home with each other. We're going to schedule a home-and-home home with Penn State. So at least we have like six, seven games on the schedule to at least get our players some experience. But we're not affiliated with the Big Ten anymore. Why they couldn't then try and independently contract out to ESPN, basically. Because their TV rights, each school's TV rights, regardless if it's going to be on the Big Ten network or someone else, are owned by the Big Ten. But if they're not affiliated with the Big Ten, and where's the contractual agreement that the, states that? You know what I'm saying? 
Like Each, what did Rutgers, to be a member of the Big Ten? What did Rutgers and get have that to sign TV when money? they came into the Big Ten? Did they have to Each, sign a contract for so many years? Yes, yes, that's exactly what they did. Yes. Why can I not find? And that? in that, um, because I, I, people probably weren't all that interested in it until right now. Right. But so it be a perfect on the example somewhere. when Rutgers and Maryland came into the Big Ten. The contract that they had to sign with the Big Ten, they were not getting until, and I think they had to be here for seven years at least, something like that. They didn't get that fifty million dollar payout, which back then I think it was thirty million and some odd change. They weren't getting the full amount right away. They didn't just join and get the same share that Michigan was getting in the Big Ten. In their contracts, they had to be part of it for so many years, and it ramped up. They are now getting the full payout, but that was their contract that they individually had to sign with the conference when they came here. Each school has to sign a contract with the Big Ten Conference to be a Big Ten charter school, to be a, a, a con- fully-fudged conference member. I, I, I just feel like that would be accessible. It's not, it's not just – well. I mean, if you pulled an FOIA or whatever it's called, I'm sure they're public documents. You could probably pull one, but easily finding it online, I, where do you even begin to look? Well, I, Lexus, mean, I Nexus. literally typed in Big Ten Conference contract, and all it's talking about is a TV <laughs> deal. I think you need to do a little bit more in, as far as what you're searching for. Like, I'm right now looking for contracts between universities and conferences. See if I can find something that has a breakdown. Everything I find everything, is TV revenue. It really is, and that's why I'm, that's why I'm saying like they might they might like when when Notre Dame joined the ACC, right? I know that there were agreed upon terms that they had to play what five or six ACC games so they could join in basketball and stay unaffiliated with football, right? Well, it, it's not just those sports. So they are – so under, like I, I, I in that. hockey – I was just using that as my example, right? Like those were – Well, yeah, but Notre Dame terms, is super complicated because like – But was it a signed contract or was it a handshake deal? Like, listen, this is what would get our basketball team into your conference. We're affiliated with you through basketball, but we want to remain in football unaffiliated – because of tradition and our program and everything that's matters. So Well, so Notre Dame is super weird because not only are they kind of on their own but kind of not, they also have their own TV contract. Right. So like NBC owns the rights to Notre Dame's games. I, now, I, I don't that. remember how much that changed when they signed with the ACC, but I don't think it changed at all. I think the N- I think NBC no, still, still NBC. gets all of their games. Not even all though they I don't think I think all of them, but I, I again I don't without really digging into it, which I didn't because I didn't know we were going to talk games, about you're this. You're probably right about that. Regular. Yeah. Season. Well. Yeah. Well. Because but, so bowl games and any postseason games are contracted way ahead of time, and that's the it's well, it's not even the NCA; it's FBS in general because the NCA technically doesn't oversee any of the any of FBS football. It's so complicated, honestly. It's so convoluted, and it gets so absurd. So why do they get to suspend people then? The NCAA? Yeah. Why do they get to hand down penalties? They get to hand down penalties to the school in the athletic department, not specifically a football team. Right. So so let me let me explain to you the conversation I had with my brother, who is obviously involved, well, probably more involved than any of us have ever been in this kind of stuff, and a conversation that he had with somebody else who played at Ohio State prior to my brother being at Michigan. 
the NCAA, though they are this governing body, is not as powerful as people think. And the Specifically NCAA, not in football. Right, and the NCAA needs these teams much more than these teams need the NCAA. Right, the, the NCAA needs Alabama, needs Michigan, needs Miami, needs Ohio, Ohio State more than those co- colleges need the NCAA. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so if you take that to an even smaller scale, the Big Ten is in the same situation the NCAA is. I don't think, other than media revenue, which is really literally the only thing that I can find, other than media revenue, I don't think there is anything beholden these teams to the Big Ten. I think that if Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State, and we'll throw Wisconsin in there for good measure, and maybe we'll bring her on along the redheaded stepchild Nebraska Cornhuskers, if they decided, listen, we're going to go, us five, we're going to band together. We're going to play this independent schedule. We'll each schedule a home-and-home with each other. That gives us ten games this season. That's too short of what we're normally um, going to play. If you can pick one up, you can pick one up from another team. I don't think there's anything contractually other than media rights, which I still think are Big Ten associated and not individual school associated, they would stop them from doing that or could stop. No, they're they're The grant of rights is for each school. The only thing that they could possibly do is challenge it. And God knows how long that would take to work its way through the courts. Hang on. So I actually found an article that has to do with this. All right. And so I'm going to read some quotes from this article real quick. Can you put that in the messenger? Yes. So it's astonishing and potentially difficult to pull off. CBS Sports spoke with a prominent television executive who sounded off on some of the challenges. Oh, this is I saw that one. You don't schools. have to put that there. I'm on that one. Okay. So the Big Ten's TV contract <laughs> with the Big Ten Network, Fox, and ESPN might preclude the Cornhuskers from becoming a free agent for the 2020 season, Dodd wrote. Such a restriction would be similar to the grant of rights agreements in the Big 12 and ACC, Dodd wrote. Those grants bind schools' TV rights to a specific conference for a period of years. The ACC's go through 2036, the Big 12's through 2025. If a school leaves before those dates, the conference from which it departs would own its TV rights. This is more than enough to keep those teams in place. With that in mind, it would be hard for Nebraska to move, the TV executive said. Well. I mean, and that's what it all boils down to. But so wrapping the boring-ass legalese up, they have them by the TV right balls. Okay. But if the teams want to play hardball, and if some people that don't like each other very much decided to unite for a common cause, they could cripple any potential leverage the Big Ten has because they can make those TV rights worthless. Because if Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State, and hell, you might as well throw Nebraska in there. If they say, we're going to take our ball and we're going to go elsewhere, what is a 10-team Big Ten league without its three-and-a-half blue bloods look like? It's like a Michigan State where, Big Ten championship where, in years to me, baby. Where where does that <laughs> yeah, land in the college football landscape? Matt, was that CBS or was that Sports Illustrated? It was CBS, CBS. 24-7. 
Uh, it was also on CBS. CBS. Can as college well. football teams actually switch conferences? Was that it? Uh, I don't know. I quit everything already. I'm a thousand. Uh, so. <laughs> that's that's the you one that I'm looking it, so at, AJ. That that's the one I'm looking at, AJ. The thing is, if those schools decide to say, you know what, we're not dealing with this anymore. We're out unless you do as we we wish. What happens to those TV deals? So those TV de- deals. The TV deals they have with the Big Ten Network, with the other networks and the local entities they allow their games to be played on, with ABC. God, I hate watching games on ABC. Any of those affiliates that have paid money, paid money for Michigan, in Ohio State, in Nebraska, in Penn State. When those games are no longer there, when the value of the Big Ten on TV plummets, what happens to that money? It dries up. You're not getting $50 million a year. Those are your, those are your big money ticket-making schools. You think you just these, add, you add you another th- school. You think TV networks are paying to see Maryland? Yeah, I want to see Maryland I mean, and Michigan State on helmets. a Friday night. I mean, no, nobody, none of these networks are paying that. So, if that happens, the Big Ten all but implodes on itself. Now... This isn't going to happen because there's too much bureaucratic bullshit. Presidents, they don't have any balls. ADs, everyone just kind of falls in line. But if those schools really decided to unite and go after it, they could cripple the Big Ten. Because at the end of the day, the Big Ten can do whatever they want and they can threaten the money. But if the Big Ten implodes, there go the rights. If the Big Ten doesn't have any money, you think the Big Ten's going to sit there and say, fine, we'll make our $5 million a year per school instead? Instead of fifty million a year, because we wanted to play hardball with the only schools people care about, it, it's not going to happen that way. So they do have the leverage if they really, truly wanted to say, "Screw you, Kevin Warren. Screw the Big Ten. They could do it. They really could, and nothing could stop them. It's just not going to happen. Why? Because things that make sense in life don't happen like that. Probably not. All right. Let's move on to some sports that are actually playing. The NBA is in the postseason. The NHL is in the postseason. MLB season is mostly in effect. Uh, People like uh, Miami and uh, St. Louis have some issues along the way. Uh, My Lakers are about to tip off in a little bit. Uh, We had a screw job last night, Ryan, with one unicorn, Kristaps Przingis, being kicked out of a game that Looked like it was going pretty well for the Mavs before all that went down. Yeah, that was trash. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you kind of just gave you kind of just gave the Clippers the game at that point. It was a close game, and then you kicked out Porzingis. Yeah, I saw that Porzingis ejection. Like, what was that about? Not it didn't. What did he do? What did he officially get tossed? For? His first tech, he sw- he swung his arms, which you're not allowed to do. He didn't swing them at anybody. But it was a clean block. They called a foul, and he swung his arms like, oh, that's trash. Okay. He was too demonstrative. One, gotcha. His second one, Marcus Morris pushed Luca, so then Porzingis went to go and, like, Gets tell Marcus back. Morris not to do that. And then Marcus Morris pushed Luca, or he pushed Porzingis, and then uh, they started screaming at each other, and then Porzingis got tossed. Yeah, that two techs thrown out. The Mavs were up by what, seven? Something like that at the point. at that point? I thought, I thought it was closer than that, but they could have been up seven. That was soft. 
Like, just from the highlight that I saw, I was like, I can't believe he got a technical for that. Oh, yeah. And plenty of professional athletes chimed into that. With uh, yeah, I saw that too, man. <laughs> Mahomes out yeah, even, uh, even famously got Draymond suspended. LeBron thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was a bad call. Yep. Yep, yep. But, I mean, good start to the playoffs so far. Uh, we got the second hottest team in the playoffs about to tip off, the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, who fought their Game. way in for the eight spot? Can you call a less than five hundred team hot? They were. They are seven and two in the bubble. I would call that hot. The only team hotter, I think. You know, I mean, unless there was one in between them, was obviously the Phoenix Suns, who went eight and zero. Oh, and I'm still mad they didn't get a chance because they were fun as hell to watch in the bubble. Before the bubble, yeah, your season sucked. You were terrible, so you don't deserve the playoffs. But I would have liked to have seen them just because they yeah, hadn't I, lost. I, I Maybe think, keep playing Paul, until they do lose. <laughs> to to your point, Paul, like a lot of that 500 record is what happened prior to the bubble, and you know that. So, can you call a team hot? Hot is a, a present tense situation, right? In the present, I, tense, I don't really. They are hot. Yeah, I, mean, I don't they, really. They, they've lost two the games bubble. in the last like six months. If we were drawing big conclusions from the bubble, we'd be in big trouble. Well, I agree with that, but I'm also saying that like. You know as well as anybody that sports are all about who gets hot at the right time. It's not always the best team that's going to win the championship. But who's hot at the right time? And right now, Damian Lillard looks like he is a man on a mission. Uh, yeah, 51 points per game over his last three games. I would say so. Wait, uh, what did you just say? He was. His mission was to get in the playoffs. Yeah. Mission accomplished. He's averaged, 50, he's averaged 51 points over his last three games. He has not. Yes, he has. I don't believe you. Okay. Well, I'm not lying. <laughs> Although, to but, be fair, teams are scoring 140 points a game in the bubble. This yeah, is not te- normal. Absolutely. You, it, it better, it's better vision in the bubble. There's less distraction. There's less causing you, know, you to lose Less defense is what there is in the bubble. Less depth than as far as where the basket lies versus everything else behind it. No, there's a lot going on that makes it easier to shoot in the double. It's not just less defense. That That is one thing that, um, that Bill Simmons talked about, which I thought was super interesting, was like under the basket, there's not any like photographers or anything. So guys are driving harder to the basket because there's nothing that they're gonna like trip or fall over and you know potentially get hurt. Right. Just just so you know, he is averaging forty four point seven points per game the last three, well, which is a ESPN huge difference than fifty one. Threw up a thing saying Dame averaging fifty one over his last three. <laughs> they're full of shit. I knew they were. Fifth, that's fifty one's nuts, dude. Yeah, but didn't he have that game where he hit sixty something? He had sixty one. Yeah, that was one game. I mean. Even at 60, you still got to score. I mean, no, like, he, had, he had 50 the game before. Right, he had 50. 50-something. Yeah, 50-something, then 61, and then... He went 51, 61, 42, 31. If you take out the 31, he would have been averaging 51. If you take out his last game from a few days ago. All right, maybe it was the 51 to end the regular season. The last three games of the regular season. That might have been it. That might have been the stat. What do you mean the regular season? He played... Three games after that. They, they mean not not the playing. Yeah, game. the playing game is not regular season. The play. Oh, the play game oh against excluding Memphis was the playing game. Okay, season. I got you. Yeah, that's I got the you. yeah. And the Memphis game is where he dropped thirty-two, right? Thirty-one. Yeah. Okay, so the last three games of the regular season, he averaged fifty-one points. All right, that's fair. <laughs> I'm just listen. I hate to I hate to fact check. I just that didn't sound right, man. I didn't make it up. I swear I read it. <laughs> fifty, but still, it's absurd. Fifty three straight games, your average of fifty-one points. That's nuts. Yeah, man. Go back and look at what some what Kobe did. He did a whole month of that shit. Yeah, but he shot 70 <laughs> times a game, so. 
All right, so the hottest team going into the playoffs against kind of the coldest team going into the playoffs in the, in the top-seeded L.A. Lakers. Now, granted, I think it was two or three games into the bubble, they secured the overall number one seed for the West, right, Ryan? Wasn't it like that yeah. early? I think it was like two or three games. <laughs> it, was, it was very quick. It was very quick. So they didn't have reason to keep winning to have to hold off the Clippers and hold on to the number one seed. But, you know, LeBron sat out a little bit. They said it was a groin. If it actually is a groin, that's what I'm worried about because this groin has popped up over the last three years now a few different times. And this team is a LeBron groin strain away from being knocked out in six to the, to the, you know, to the Blazers in the first round. They are two guys with some questions along the way. Danny Green can pop up once in a while. Kuzma can pop up once in a while. Maybe KCP, although I wouldn't bet on it. There's just there's not that much that you can bank on besides LeBron and AD, obviously. And that's a lot to bank on, but you need more than that. You well, need if CJ McCollum falls on his back, he's going to shatter it. So <laughs> we can say what happens if LeBron pulls his groin, but CJ McCollum has a broken bone in his back. No, I know, but we're talking. But we ain't talking about what is for an eight seed. We're talking what is for the one seed. There's a difference. Well, yeah, and, if and your look best at, player gets hurt, well, you're not going to. Well, yeah, okay, but, but if, if you look at LeBron, LeBron has is not as durable as he once was. He is older. He's had those recurring issues. Oh, like if if Kawhi gets hurt again, who has a way longer injury history than LeBron does, I still feel better. Are. No, I don't. I, know, I, I don't think I don't the Clippers are toast because the That's Clippers the are yeah, way I feel better deeper. About who the Clippers have around that? Oh no, Kawhi's not. Kawhi's not LeBron, and they have a lot more there. They have so much more depth. Hang on, let me clarify. If if Kawhi goes down in the first round, I still think the Clippers are getting out of the first round. If LeBron goes down in the first round, I don't think the Lakers are getting out of the first round. There's no way the Lakers I, I, are. I think they'd still be Well, hold on. Hold on. It, if he gets hurt in, like, game five, and they have won three of them, Th- they might uh, get Yes, there's, there's a better But there's if better he gets chance. hurt in the first couple of games, no, I don't I don't think there's any way they beat the Blazers. They don't have the depth. I mean, look, listen, as great as AD yeah, is, Portland. as great as AD is, if you take LeBron off this Lakers team, how much better are these teams than AD's Pelicans teams? Uh, not, not really. That's exactly that's ex- LeBron, my exact point. Not. So that's so to say, oh, they're going to get past the Blazers. I think is kind of a crazy assumption. Well, it's not like the Blazers have some crazy amount of depth either. No, but they have got, more but, than just AD. I mean, Dame goes down. You've still got McCollum. You still got Mello. You still you got Nurkic. <laughs> you have broken back McCollum, and you have thirty-eight-year-old Carmelo Anthony. And you still got Nurkic, who has been kind of a double-level machine over the last so many weeks and was the big reason that they didn't do well in the postseason last year. As soon as he got hurt right before the postseason, the Blazers went down. Like he was and then to neutralize Nurkic, you have Anthony Davis. Right. But who's neutralizing Mello? <laughs> no, there's no but. Who's neutralizing Mello? Who's neutralizing He doesn't need to be neutralized. I, we don't know how bad so, it is. It is so... I don't know why you're talking about if LeBron goes down anyway. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah, their, I, cha- their championship hopes are toast if LeBron goes down. They're I'm, anything. I'm saying as a one seed, this team does not have a lot outside of their two stars. It's Kobe and Shaq, but without anybody else. And that didn't work. You know, Kobe and Shaq had a lot of help. This is Kobe and Shaq without any help. Yeah, but they are lucky. They don't have to play the 0-4 Piston. No, you got to play the 2020 Clippers. So, so to put this into perspective... Team. To put this into perspective, the Blazers have seven players averaging double figures on the season. Seven. 
<laughs> the Lakers have two. Four. They have four. There's four? There's four. And two of those guys didn't really play this year. I'm assuming Zach Collins is there and Nurkic now. Oh, uh, Collins is he not. there all year. Collins is not. And Nurkic is good. Either. Nurkic is he good. Is. Nurkic is better than anyone not named but, LeBron but or that's Anthony why Davis. Those other guys were averaging double figures because Nurkic wasn't there. How long ago did he come back? As the start of the bubble. And so I, I don't know that he was there game one of the bubble. To, to put into perspective the lack of depth that the Lakers team has, that fourth guy is Deion Waiters. <laughs> that's how yeah, bad the depth saying. of this team if is. If that man ever hits his dudes. potential that was that talked is about how when he came into the bad, league, golden. That is how bad this team is. Uh, you got uh, JR, JR Swish. 34-year-old JR doesn't know what's going on at the end of a finals game. Smith. No, what you have are streaky shooters. Sometimes they hot as hell and they can drop 25 for you. Other times they're going to shoot 18 times and give you seven. KCP is starting on this team. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> people still think KCP he's good. KCP started on a playoff team before. KCP is starting on a team with title aspirations. I mean, this only happens with LeBron on your team. This could not happen in, in any other universe. What are you talking about? I mean, this yeah. team has not – it's not – their depth is so bad you aren't comfortable right, with three the of their starting are starting five. Patrick Beverly. Wait, actually, yeah, real talk. Why is KCP starting and not Alex Caruso? Shut up. Don't – we're not having <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad the depth on this team is. Like, it's so bad. Avery Bradley was such a critical loss for them. Think about that. Avery Bradley <laughs> was Danny a crucifying right loss for you. Yeah, he had the shit <laughs> smack out of his shot. All of his shit stuffed. Uh, Avery Bradley was a bad loss because now you're relying on Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith. Yeah, they have no doubt. It's not a bad loss because Avery Bradley it's is be- just like That's the, my point. Yeah, he's that not is, that's my exact point. That's literally what I'm saying. If Avery ba- Bradley is this crippling loss, the state of your team is not good. AJ, are you still here? I'm here. Just listen. I know, I know this isn't your thing. I'm just and making it, I mean, sure. Not I, I just, like... <laughs> I, I said what I said about Damian Lillard. You're not going to win or lose a championship and because no, you don't have Avery. All right, well, on, we, we have t- spent way too long on depth of uh, first-round matchup. <laughs> I, I want to run through this. We don't need to do, like, a breakdown of, like, every little thing. I, we've already talked about this a lot. Why don't we run through – we'll get to who we think is going to win it all, but let's run through round by round. You guys want to do that? AJ can job. even join in. Well, yeah, it is quick. I mean, we already know. I, I'm, I'm gonna get a coin app. <laughs> there you go. No, the listen. I've had enough coins on this goddamn podcast. Okay, no more coins. The coins are never wrong. I, I'm gonna get a coin app. I'll do it in my head. Oh, my can't do this. But go ahead, <laughs> go. All right. So first round, we might as well start with this because no one will shut the hell up about it. Uh, Lakers are playing Portland. You're one versus eight in the West. We all have the Lakers outside of injury. What we already talked about this one. I mean, LeBron has to get hurt for the Blazers to win. Ryan still thinks the Blazers won't win. Do you guys have anything to add to that? I have to flip the coin. No, Jesus Christ. But it's downloading, so for this one, I'll go with the Lakers. <laughs> okay, what, thank what you. Lakers all right. in six, I think. I think I had Lakers in six. Moving on, you got Houston, Oklahoma City, and I don't know if this is – is this a 3-6 matchup? No, this is 4-5. No, it's 4-5. Is it 4-5? Okay. Yeah. Houston, Oklahoma City is 4-5. I personally 
And this was a tough one for me. It really is. I went out on a little bit of a limb with this one, though. I, 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 I just like you said the OKC, way they didn't play you? as a team. I did say OKC, and you I don't feel OKC. great about it. Oh. I don't feel great about it. It is a very tough. I mean, it should be. It's four or five, but I've seen. I really think the Clippers or Clippers. I really think the OKC defense is extremely underrated. I think they're very good, and I think that is going to matter in the playoffs, especially against playoff Harden. I I think. I think they can make some game. scary noise. <laughs> I, I, I got OKC in six. I don't feel great about it, but I, I could see it. Well, that defense didn't really do anything in game one because Houston went well, off. Well, listen, went dumb I, from I, made three, this, from two. I made this before. <laughs> right. No, very true. I think the rest of us had Houston. I'm not cheating. I also No, I thought it would be a series, but, you know, I, I, I was definitely on the other side of it. I think Houston's just better equipped right now for this. So home game for Houston. See what happens when we go back to OKC. Yes, because they're going anywhere in a bubble. <laughs> Listen, the the crowd, it matters. the crowd matters. The noise is there. The hype is there. It's it's something. The jerseys. I'm going with OKC as well. That was my initial gut reaction. Well, we know where uh, Ryan's Houston going. should win. <laughs> yeah, even honestly, even if Westbrook doesn't play, and I think he'll probably take it game by game. Like if you get up three zero, you know, there's no reason to play in game four. But if you're if it's three two and it's like a game six, oh yeah, then you come back and try and try and put the dagger in them. The actual three six matchup is Denver and Utah, and I liked this matchup. I thought this was going to be a fun series. However many games it went, I think I had it, I think I have Denver, but I think I had it going seven in my estimation. But you I had think it going six. I had six. Okay. You had it six. So I I think this is going to be kind of like the spunky Pistons uh Cleveland matchup a few years ago. The, the games will be the games will be good, but it's not going to be a long drawn out series. I I have Denver in 5. Okay. Yeah, Denver should win. I mean, I hate Utah anyway, but they uh they just lost Conley for the birth of a son. And I think throughout the series, if it does get longer, uh, Denver should get back guys like Will Barton and Gary Harris, right, to add to their rotation. Do you have any updates on Gary Harris? Nope. Is that he's uh, <laughs> I think he was already ruled out for tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. And that that does matter. At least next series, it will I matter. Mean, you know the way the way the Joker and uh, oh, Jesus, I just my mind just went black. Ryan, help. Jamal Murray, Thank baby. you, Murray. The way they played in game one, like, Gary Listen, Harris can if, rest. If Jamal Murray played like that every game and Denver finds some defense, they could beat the Clippers. I mean, when you, when you got Spider dropping 57 and you still, you know, thump him in OT, that was a really good game until overtime. And then in overtime, it was just all Denver. I Youth, youth choke. So Denver was here in this position and choked it away last year. Utah yes. hasn't been here yet, and that showed they were a lot two. down the stretch. Were they the two yeah, they were the year? two. Yes, they yeah. were the two. And that showed a lot in the end of that game. You got a prediction for a coin for us, AJ? Uh, Utah. <laughs> All right, then we have the Clippers in Dallas, and this is the 2 7. It's already over. They, are, they already ruined it. Yeah. Because it should have been. It should be one nothing <laughs> they, Dallas they, right they, they did. They did ruin it. They already ruined it. Because this it should, should be one nothing. See, Dallas. I don't want to harp on it too much because we all know how awful the call was. <laughs> and I just I expect garbage officiating, changing outcomes at this point. And it was an atrocity. But I mean, what more can you say? It's garbage officials doing garbage thing in the worst officiated sport. So. 
Yeah, I mean, I thought Denver. I thought not Denver. I thought Dallas would be, you know, would be in it. But I have the Clippers, you know, moving on. I think what I say six for the Clippers in that one may have been five. I don't know. I think I had six though. Luca impressed the hell out of me in his bubble play, so I started riding da- Dallas a little bit. He did, especially after the um, the really bad start. Where he had five turnovers in five minutes. Yeah, right. To be able to you know come back, and I know he had six turnovers the rest of the game for eleven, which is still very not good. But you know you weren't doing anything except getting your ass handed to you the first five minutes, and then he uh you know he responded. So AJ, I'm, I know you're not the biggest basketball fan, but what Luca did in his postseason debut I know. It's the most was in the most points, forty two uh, in his debut, right? In his debut, and joining a very short list of people under the age of 20, 21 or younger to have forty plus points in the postseason, joining LeBron, Magic, and T Mac. Yeah, give me the give me the Mavericks in T-Mac. this series, even though they're yeah. down all one. So Matt is going to quit the podcast after I say this. He's probably just going to shut off his stuff. But and he'll never get recognized as such because he'll never have the team success because of the way the modern NBA is. But I absolutely think that Luca can be better than Magic Johnson. Like I think he's on that trajectory, very in a similar style of play, but better. Certainly, I mean it's not debatable scoring wise, but. Overall player, I that's how highly I think See, of Luca. You say it's not debatable as scoring wise, but when Magic had to score, he put up 42 points oh in a clinching God. championship game as a rookie. He didn't have to score. He got his teammates involved all the time, which is why he only averaged 20 points a game. Listen, if you Magic know wanted to average you, 40, he could have averaged 40. You know where I think Magic is. You know I think all very, right, very right, highly of him. You know I think incredibly highly of him. But I think Luca is. I think he can be better for real. And I don't think that's going to matter this series. The Clippers are going to walk to a title. I had them in six before that travesty of an outcome. Probably be five now if Dallas can even get up the floor, off the court after that. Oh, they're going to get up off of that. They got they got some yeah. leadership there. Luke is going pretty to pretty demoralizing. You got to find some defense. All right, we're going to the East now. We got Milwaukee and Orlando. And oh, actually, I'm sorry, AJ. I'm sorry, I skipped the coin. I apologize. For who? What's the teams? No, AJ said Dallas. Yeah, he said Dallas already. No, no. The the Texan and the Texan in them came out. All right, all right, that's fine. Uh, We got Milwaukee and Orlando, one versus eight in the East. Milwaukee Uh, already down. Yeah, and uh, Orlando already with the shocker in game one with a double-digit victory over them, number one-seeded Bucks. Best record in all of basketball, number one-seeded Bucks. Which is fine. The coin says Orlando. Oh, no. The coin is getting whooped. There you go. Oh, man. Uh, Milwaukee, obviously. I mean, nobody's actually going to pick against Milwaukee here. It's pretty. It's impossible for Orlando to win a seven-game series against them. But you can make it a little interesting. I have Milwaukee in five. Uh, going to a series that I think, personally, will be the best opening round series. Um, Indiana versus Miami is fascinating to me. Uh, if you, I'm the one. I think I actually picked them to beat Miami in the first round. I think everyone else picked Miami, which is weird because Miami's the underdog in the series. What? That's funny because I really, really viewed Indiana as the underdog. Uh, I had Miami in seven. Obviously, that tells you I think this could very easily yeah, go I think either I had way. In seven. I in. Oh jeez. So I think this is going to be a fantastic series. I love the young team 
around the veteran Jimmy Butler. Like I just I love watching Miami. Bam, Harrow, Duncan Robinson, and then you got Jimmy Butler leading them. You have who I think is the best coach in the entire NBA behind the bench. I I, I love everything about what Miami's done. Really, I mean, since the big three, they haven't made a misstep. Yeah, they had some trying times after Shocker and Chris Bosh had a medical retirement, but they were never completely out of it. And the way they rebuilt themselves, the way their front office works, the way their coaching staff, everything about them, like they are the model franchise to me. I love everything they do, and I, I want to see them push the East. I want to see them do some damage in the East this, the, this year. The coin says Miami. <laughs> Beautiful. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, Miami should win. I don't I don't think Indiana's um, better than them or even really all, well, all that good. Especially if Oladipo is out again, this time with an eye situation. Yeah, they scratched them up. They cheated. But I think you just look at, like, top to bottom. Uh, Miami is a better team than, than Indiana does. They work better high-end players. We got Boston versus Philly. In Classic the, matchup. Well, Classic what is going NBA on with ben rivalry in the East. What is going on with Ben Simmons? He's not playing. It's, a, it's surgery. Yeah, he <laughs> I mean, ain't playing. So he ain't coming back. So what happening. does Philly have? What does Philly have? They, Embiid. They got Embiid, they got Tobias Embiid. Harris, and uh, Josh Richardson. It's not yeah. enough. It's not enough to do anything. And Shake Milton. I mean. What about Horford? Horford's playing some, right? They do have Horford, too. Yeah. Yeah, flagrant last They've game. They've got still some players, but not enough still to get not, by Boston. Still not enough to do anything. I, 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 This is the only sweep I have predicted of the entire playoffs. I have a Boston sweep here. So you think the Nets are going to take I, one against Toronto? Yeah. Did you see anything in game one that made you think they're going to take one against Toronto? <laughs> uh, I saw him get down really big early and fight back and not go away the entire game. I see a team. I see a team with. <laughs> I see a team with a lot of young players that are capable of going off for one game. No, I think I had Toronto in five. Also, I think I had the Nets mm. taking one. Damn right you did. <laughs> I I don't like picking sweeps. I don't like disrespecting a team unless there's just a giant I, gap in talent. Like, ridiculous. I do because that team should sweep that other team. It, and they and should, it makes yes. me mad when they, give a, when they give away a game. Right. But that's the thing. is that It's just one game like, that ends up happening. Together. But that's the thing. <laughs> Stuff it's happens hard. at basketball. Like you figure it's gonna happen and once. I've seen the Pistons get swept too many times to be like, oh, people never get swept. Man, we were, <laughs> hey, we, we gave, we, hey, like, like Paul said, we gave Cleveland games in that first round. We just couldn't win one of them. AJ, does Philly have a chance according to the coin? Boston. No. I think they have more of a chance than some of these other first-round underdogs because of because of the players that they do have, but they don't seem to want to go to Joel Embiid, which is the way you're going to win. Jesus and then Christ I think even Brett Brown. What the fuck was Brett, that? And, like, Brett Brown after last game kind of blamed Embiid at the end. Do you, do you think Embiid has the physical you endurance Ryan, you to shoulder it. this Jesus Christ just got a piece of Kuzma shot. Possession in and possession out. <laughs> yeah, that dude... What a cocky prick. <laughs> All right, we go yeah, to the, made the, some comment about like passes coming out of the post. So he hasn't even given the fucking ball. You had Alec Burks taking your last minute shots. 
the last series in the East. The KCP. I don't care if he's open. He can't shoot. Oh, Ryan says he can shoot. He cannot he shoot. 30 and a half percent from three this year. Fluky. Jesus Christ, on Dan. no usage. <laughs> on no usage and all wide open. You should, I could shoot. I could shoot forty percent with the open looks that he gets. <laughs> the biggest lie since that dude went on Twitter saying he could luck into a home run. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, we got Toronto and Brooklyn. We alluded to it last series in the East. I did just say that I got the nuts stealing one game to lose in a gentleman's sweep of five. Does anybody give Brooklyn any prayer in the two verse seven? The coin does, but it's wrong. <laughs> Thank you, AJ. Coming to your senses. I Argues like it. with the coin. I like the side of AJ. Fight, fight, fight. You know, I think this is the most likely series to end in a sweep. And obviously it's already 1-0. But Toronto seems like that team that would focus the most in the first round to be like, let's get rid of these guys and hope. Um, the 4-5 is what, Miami and, and, and Indiana? Yeah. Which is... Oh no, they they play the three. Yeah, they, they play, play Boston. They play Boston, and you know, hope Embiid can go off for two games and then push Boston out to six games. Or I mean, I I dead ass think that Lowry is the most underrated person in the entire NBA. Hmm. I he is so so good. Hmm. I, you, I completely agree, except I use the word overrated instead. It hey, you're ooh. dumb then. Um, no, if you look at any, I mean, you can box score peep, and yeah, you know he's a good player. But if you look at any advanced metrics, especially like real plus minus anything, the impact that he has when he's on the floor versus when he's off the floor is absurd. It's not. It's not. It's not just when he scored, Trump, but we know they don't. <laughs> Stop. You know they don't. He's so so good, and even when he's not scoring, like he is. He is the machine that makes that team go, and he gets none of the respect, as evidenced by Matt's literal blasphemy over here. A, a genuine, borderline top five NBA player that gets treated like he's not a top twenty-five. He NBA is player. not right, a top five NBA <laughs> player. Jesus, he's a top ten NBA player. No, he's not. No, he's not. He absolutely is. He absolutely no, is not. not. He is a top ten NBA player. I will take that. <laughs> I will. Not. I will die all over the hill. Top 10 player in the East. I don't even know if he's a top five point guard. I hate you. I hate you. Hang on. No, seriously. Chris Paul. Steph Curry. Chris Paul is 90. Kyrie Irving. Curry plays one side of the ball. Kyle Lowry. What are you talking about? Yeah, like Kyle Lowry. He's 25. Russell Westbrook. Unreal. Unreal. There's four right there. And now there's an argument. You're wrong on all of them. Who'd you say, Ryan? Dame. Yep. Unreal. Dame. It's just wrong. Just keep being wrong. Kemba Walker can be in an argument. You're dumb. I know you like to count LeBron as a point guard and probably <laughs> Now now LeBron, I would give you that. If you say LeBron's a better point guard than Lowry, I'll say okay. I, I will take that one. That one I'll give you. Unreal. The disrespect is absurd. It's not unreal. You call him a top five NBA player. I said borderline. He's top ten though. He's not top ten. I just named five point guards better. You want to go to the other positions? Just <laughs> name like seven you, point guards better. You want to you go to the small forwards we can throw in the mix? The shooting guards we can throw in the mix? It's okay the to be wrong. Just, just, be, just be amazed when Toronto's winning games even though Hang they on. lost it's... the second best player in basketball. Be right. amazed. Well, we already know Kawhi's better. We know LeBron's better. They, they, lost the second, better. they lost the second best player in basketball and they looked almost improved Paul. as a team. Kyle Lowry or 
your favorite Splash Brother. <laughs> oh, oh, I put him in a conundrum. <laughs> See, I, you know that I rate Clay higher he than loves, anyone He in loves universe. himself from Clay Thompson. In universe. But the, so the thing is, though, like, Clay is the perfect team player. And, like, okay. Clay's not going to carry a team. Like, he ah. can't. It's not in his skill set. So, and no, and I, Lowry I, is? Ah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. He wasn't I'm even better take, than DeMar DeRozan. I'm going to take another hit. Right. He was, he, he was Robin. Paul, I know this is way off topic, but you're talking about Mayfield even, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Very sad. It's not, I mean, I don't. for him, it's great. I mean, I don't blame him, but very sad. All right, moving on to this, past this ridiculous slander. Who do you guys have coming out of each conference? Who, 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 what's our finals matchup? Oh, my gosh. Chalk. <laughs> That's what it is. It's it's Lakers Bucks for me, but once you get down to both of those uh, conference finals, it's, it gets really dicey. I think I have both of them going to seven in our uh, in our little bracket pool we did, and then each of those teams have um have pretty obvious flaws. Like with the Bucks, you can really only count on Giannis. And <laughs> Middleton's been great this year, but you saw uh, today, you know, in the one game sample size. Like, he got you 14 points, and I think Brooke Lopez got you, like, five. And both of them were absolute non-factors. And then the Lakers, for the star power that they do have at the top, their offense still has been really bad. Now they have a really good defense, which is, you know, obviously why why they've become um, the, the number one seed in the West. But there's legitimate criticisms, I think, with all of the teams that, you're, that you would have, just probably like with any year, um, except for any of those, you know, like Golden State years. Yeah, not but, a lot of criticisms there. It's, it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's really hard when you get to the conference finals, but I think it should be. Um, I mean, that'll make it fun. When we started that, the season, Bucks. when we started the season, like when the NBA season started, we had our cast. I think I said it was going to be Boston, L.A., but not like you think, and that I thought the Clippers would be the L.A. in this Boston, L.A. I don't know if that's what I ended up having in our bracket, whatever, our fill-out. Paul, do you, is that what I have? What? You have, uh... You, you probably don't have Boston. They just lost Gordon Hayward, too, for four weeks. You yeah, have LA and Milwaukee. I have LA and Milwaukee. Okay, so I did make that switch. Which See, now, LA? LA, I have, he has I, Clippers. I have the Clippers. Me and, uh, me and Don are the only ones that have the Lakers, I think. I just don't think the Lakers or have no, enough me pieces. And, maybe me and Dylan's dead. Doesn't Dylan's dad? No, doesn't Dylan's dad have OKC as the West? No, he has a he. No, he has them winning in the. Oh yeah, he would have him be in the well, Lakers next round. How? When did y'all pick all this? Oh, Dylan uh, made a, a couple yes, days yesterday. Yesterday before game one. Like a like a was he yesterday? Bracket? No, 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 no. He literally just yeah. I mean, like he made no, something he in Google sheet. Sheets and then he sent it to us. But it's it's the same thing as an online bracket. Gotcha. Just with this team's gonna win here. They're gonna, you know, and then they're gonna beat them, them, them. Yeah, we it's just like have who we think right? and how many games is like a tiebreaker point scenario thing. Gotcha. Yeah, so I got Cl- I got Clippers, Milwaukee. Um, I just as much as I want to be, you know, a homer and run, run my Lakers, I just don't see enough pieces outside of the top for me to see them making a you know a run all the way to the chip. I have. The Clippers and Milwaukee. I could easily see this being Toronto. Same here. I had, 
a very outside chance if everything clicks and they age very quickly. The third team that I think could come out of the East, and not a high chance, it's like 15% chance, but like if, if things went really right, is not Boston. It's actually Miami to me. I think if there was a team to make a dark horse run in the East, it'd be Miami. But realistically, this is Milwaukee or Toronto. You guys know that I didn't believe in Milwaukee last year. I think Giannis is a million times easier to game plan for when you know you're playing him up to seven games in a row and he's the, they're the only team you're game planning for versus when it's a one-off in the regular season. Huge difference between the the matchup he brings in the regular season when you just got to face him for one night versus when he's your only object. Do you guys know I like Toronto? I like him a lot. I still pick Milwaukee. In, in seven games over Toronto, long, long series. Cruzo! Oh, my God. But Sorry. I, I'm going to give him the edge. I'm saying, man, start this man. Forget KCP. I'm going to give him the edge, but it's not going to matter. And I'll go right into my championship prediction. No one the touches yeah. the Clippers in talent or depth in this bubble season. No one does. No one is close. Like, there's no one can give them a real, real run. They have, not outside of injury, of course, they have too much talent and too much depth on top of that talent comparative to the other teams that have the talent to take them. It's not, you have Kawhi and Paul George alone, and then you have them surrounded by a good team of freaking players. I have them in six, pretty much every series, actually. Maybe every series. No, actually, I have them beating the Lakers in five. Yeah, start playing some defense. I, in, I mean, in the entire bubble. And granted, they probably weren't going 100% for the bubble. Yeah, they were locked they in the two. Think about that. Think about that and for a second. Li- all of their guards think except about for Paul that. George. Think about are, that. A team, led, a team led by at Kawhi defense. and Paul George has not been great at defense. What does that tell you? That they're not trying? It's exactly, <laughs> that, that the it's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Listen, when it matters, they will clamp down. And I want to be wrong. I want the Lakers to win so bad this season. I really want to be wrong. I, I, I just right don't. Too, but Reggie Jackson has played like me. I do not ball. see the Clippers lose. I don't well, see anyone being able to beat the Clippers. I just, I don't see it. So Reggie Jackson's played like Reggie Jackson. That's just rude. <laughs> Listen, pre-Achilles Reggie Jackson was a really good NBA player. We ain't talking about pre-Achilles. <sighs> it is post-Achilles time. And post-Achilles, Reggie Jackson looking more like Freddie Jackson. Oh, who's playing for the man. NBA title? Let's see. We got, who's playing for the NBA title, AJ? What does the coin say? Well, that's... You have too many options to just flip a 50-50 chance there, Paul. So, <laughs> Matt, Matt and you said Lakers, <laughs> right? No, I said uh, we say Clippers, uh, you Paul guys and I. You both say Clippers? Yeah. Well, I have them losing to Dallas, so they're out. Um, <laughs> Ryan, you said Get Milwaukee? Em. Get them. <laughs> no, I said Lakers, Lakers over Milwaukee. Lakers. Lakers over the Bucks. Okay. So yeah, I'm we gonna... all have the Bucks in the East. You all had the Bucks in the East. We all, we but all Toronto chalk. could use I'm pretty sure that the coin chose against the Bucks in the East, so they're out. So I'm going to go with the Lakers, the other Los Angeles team, against. We'll say Boston. the Raptors are going to make a run, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. LeBron's going to sweep. 
Sweep! Love it. Love it. I hope everything you just said comes true. You heard it here first. I hope everything like, AJ just That would be absurd. If the Lakers swept no, like every other time, it would be amazing. There is no basketball analysis behind what I just decided. I literally fictitiously that, made that That is up. fair. Uh, the Toronto, Toronto should hate LeBron more than any athlete ever in the history of the world. Uh, yeah. Oh, the city absolutely hates that man. All right, we got games. Who in the blue hell are you? Who the hell are you? And last we played this game, it ended with Ryan and Paul at two points apiece, AJ at one. Is that right, or is that the original week? That's the original I was, week. Paul, Paul, Paul tied Ryan. I think it's 4-4-3 four, four, right now. Oh, I have this. Hold on. Yeah, I you have, have this. this, right? I forgot the update. Sorry. My bad. Zonia. Four for Paul. Ryan, what are you, three and a half, I think? And AJ, two and a half? Something like that. So Ryan has four. Paul has four and a half. AJ has three and a half. There we yeah. go. Thank you. All right, Ryan. So we only are got we just starting? Oh, I'm so not ready. Oh, God. Yeah, you each, get, you each get two this week. And then we got two start bench cuts. So, Ryan, your man's the five-time All-Star, a four-time All-NBA member, and he has played with, that is not my stop clock, that's a calculator. <laughs> okay. Is that boob? All right. <laughs> five-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA, has played with Anton Jameson, Jalen Rose, and Tim Hardaway Sr. I think I have it. I don't know if this dude was a one before the Gilbert Arenas. Uh, no, but I'm giving you another Man. guess because I didn't give you your 30 second, uh, your th- your 30 second break guess, which we are close enough to. So I'll give it to you now. He's a member of the Hall of Fame. He said Antoine Jalen and Tim Hardaway Sr. AJ, Paul? Uh, Alonzo Mourning. I don't know. Nope. AJ? Anton, Jalen, and... Tim Hardaway Sr. I'll say Kobe. No. The reason he's a Hall of Famer is because he's on the dream team. Chris Mullen. Whoa. I don't know who that is. I I, I wouldn't wouldn't have done that, though. Wait, Paul, did you say you don't know who Chris Mullen is? Nope. Give me, give me one second. I have to check on the sound. He's the white dude on the Dream Team. That's not Christian Lane. <laughs> He's the white dude who could actually play on the Dream Team. Because Larry Bird was hurt. Kind of played a little bit. Yeah, that that was pretty tough, man. I'll be honest with you. 
I didn't think it was that tough. I honestly thought that, you know, Tim Hardaway Sr. and Jalen Rose, because Chris Mullen, when he played for Indy, did stand out while playing for Indy as well. I thought that was going to be enough. Lakers Especially one that's a Hall of Famer. Lakers vaunted defense gives up 36 in the first quarter. Yep. Not looking good to start. No. All right, I'm back. Sorry. Looking like All garbage. Right, that was the first one that had me, like, legitimately stumped, though. Obviously, bro, the first one I missed. Bro, how do you get 10 rebounds in a quarter? How is that possible? Uh, Jesus Christ. Work ethic? <laughs> 10 rebounds in one quarter. I, I don't understand. Like, so Chris, some, what? Chris Mullen, Chris Mullen and Tim Hardaway joined up for the famous Run TMC. They were together yeah, for yeah. the 90s, the Golden State. Antoine Jameson joined him in early 2000 when he went back to Golden State. And he joined Jalen Rose in Indiana for a hot minute uh, at the end of the 90s. Paul, yeah. your mans, you up, get ready. Your oh, mans. Boy. Not ready. He's a one-time Pro Bowler, a one-time All-Pro, a one-time Super Bowl champ, and a one-time Offensive Player of the Year. And he's played with Ray Lewis, Steve McNair, and Braylon Edwards. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, Braylon Edwards, and who? And Steve McNair. One-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, won himself a Super Bowl, and also Offensive Player of the Year. And I gave up everything I got on him, so don't expect something at the 30-second mark. (laughs) Which you are now at. Braylon play for the Browns? That's where he got drafted, right? Yeah. We're probably Jamal Lewis? Him, but he, he definitely played for the Browns. I, I guessed, man. Is that right? Because that was my guess. Well, who'd you guess? Jamal Lewis. Yes, sir. Dang it. That was my hey. Well done. Nice. I, I didn't think he was yeah. just a one-hit wonder. Right? Well, I mean, you know, he was more than a one-hit wonder, but, he, you know. I was the one Pro Bowl. Well, I mean... You know, if, if you make the Pro Bowl the year that you go to the Super Bowl, you don't go to the Pro Bowl, do you? No, you still I mean, count. Right, you, get two, you get 2,000 yards in a year. You'd think you'd have more years where you were at least <laughs> Pro Bowl level. He, what year was that? He did have that. That was a long time ago, one. man. That was uh, so long ago. Three, I think. I'd been the Super Bowl year. I think it was 03. It was, yeah, 03. 03. Rushed for 2,066 yards and 14 touchdowns. So good, man. I wonder how many yards it carry. All right, so let me update this. Paul's now at five and a half. Nice get, Paul. Thank you. Nicely done. All right, AJ. Ready? All right. AJ, your man's is a 12-time All-Star, a 10-time Silver Slugger, and he won himself Rookie of the Year. And he played with... You're only getting two guys, but he played with each of these guys twice on different teams. Oral Hershiser and Hideo Nomo. 12-time All-Star. 10-time Silver Slugger. Slugger, Rookie of the Year. Played with Oral Hershiser twice. Played with Hideo Nomo twice. Mike Piazza. Yes, sir. 
How did you get that so fast? I didn't even, I didn't even get to give you the extra guess of he's a Hall of Fame. How did you get that I'm, so, I'm so fast? <laughs> so, he played with Earl Hershiser in 94 on the Dodgers and again in 99 on the Mets. And he played the with Hideo with Nomo in oh, wow. 95 with the Dodgers and 98 with the Mets. Yep. I hardly know one team these players play for. Nice get AJ. I, right. I thought for a second, because Hershiser, I think either had a stop after or before the Mets in Cleveland. So that's where I was kind of like a little hesitant, but then when you were explaining that it was only two people and you said no more, I was like, okay. Gotta be Piazza. Good get. Good. Plus, I mean, All right. was, yeah, go, anyways. <laughs> so I'm now in second place. Yes. Five and a half to four and a half to four. I don't like this. Well, and no you got steals. A you got a chance to get get right back in this bitch, Ryan. Your man's is a six-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA member, won himself Rookie of the Year, and he's played with Shane Battier, Kyle Lowry, and Lamar Odom. Six-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA, Rookie of the Year. Take with Battier, Lowry, and L.O. And who? Who is the third one? Lamar Odom. And we at the 32nd mark. He's also won himself a title or two. A title or two. Yes, sir. Hey. Shane Battier and him were there in Memphis at the beginning of the decade. The beginning of the, of the century. He, Kyle Lowry was there for a hot minute before getting on to Toronto when he was in Memphis right before Pau Gasol left as well to join Lamar Odom in Los Angeles. Finally. Oh, right. Ryan. So Ryan is at five. Paul's at five and a half. AJ's at four and a half. Paul... Chance to extend your lead. Your man's is a 12-time Pro Bowler and a three-time All-Pro. And he's played with, now pay attention, he has played with Dion Sanders, Bruce Smith, and John Lynch. Oh, wow. Champ Bailey. God damn it, nicely done. Wow. <laughs> Yes, sir. Was joined in Washington by Neon Dion in 2000. Well, you forgot that Dion went to Washington. Yeah. Bruce Smith joined him in 03. And when Champ left Washington to go to Denver, was joining up with John Lynch. Well, I'm I'm very impressed with you. Yeah, so it's not it's not as impressive as you think, and this is why. I was a huge you Champ Bailey fan. It. Just say I was a huge you. Champ Bailey fan. And I know he had 12 Pro Bowls, and I don't know very many people that had 12 Pro Bowls, and he also played in that era. So I was like, it's got to be it. And I don't have a guess if it's not, so it's got to be Chan Bailey. Well yeah. done. So while doing this, completely forgot that Bruce Smith went to Washington as well. Like Bruce Smith, he's a Buffalo Bill. Chan Bailey played in Washington. That's where he I started. He got drafted by the Redskins. Never Dude, yeah. Champ, and, Champ, I love Chan, and Champ's so good. Oh, yeah. He's, like, love forgotten Champ. about, like, and I don't – 
Well, he like I mean, gets he left really off good. those discussions. Well, I mean, I think like, he's just at that limit now to get into the Hall of Fame, right? He's in the Hall of Fame. Is he in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, for sure. Why didn't I? Why didn't I put that as a note? Then I usually put that as a note you know, for accolades. I I'm pretty sure it was first ballot, like a couple years ago. I don't. My bad, Paul. I didn't put that in. I mean, you nailed it anyway. But I should have had that in my notes. All right, AJ. I... <sighs> Good week for me so far. Continue, yeah, to continue the ass whooping that y'all are putting on me this week. Uh, not like I'm not distracted planning a fucking wedding or anything. Hey. Uh, <laughs> your man's AJ. Cold Chris Mullen out of your Is head. a six-time <laughs> all-star, a three-time silver slugger, and a batting title champ. And he's played with Albert Bell, Johnny Peralta, and Curtis Granderson. Okay. Six-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger, won a batting title. Albert Bell, Johnny Peralta, and Curtis Granderson. Wow. Thank you for picking Granderson, who's played with about 12 different teams. <laughs> right? Uh, and Bell, who played with at least two. And who was the third one? Johnny Peralta. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Batting champion, six-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger, Albert I mean, Bell. I can give you, I'll add another hint for you since all these guys have jumped around a lot. Uh, two of these guys were on the same team that is on the same so team as the member. I have a wild guess. I'm going to go with... uh, It's probably wrong, but I'm going to go with Manny Ramirez. No. Can I explain my reasoning before my guess? No. Just make your guess. All right. Is it Mags? It is Mags. Get out of here, dude. Get out. It is Maglio Ordonez. Played with Albert Bell in 98 in Chicago for the White Sox. Granderson and him were teammates in 05 and other years, and Johnny Peralta joined him in 2011. So wait, wait, wait a second. Damn, wait I, a I, second. Thought, I thought Peralta was off. Wait, wait a second. Say that again. He played with Bell in Chicago Nin- I, in '98. Okay. And, and played with Granderson Mag- in '05 in Detroit. Yeah. When did Max come to Detroit that year? Um, he was in Detroit. Yeah, before the year. World Series year. I know he was well, there yeah, for he, the World Series he, year, but before, before. I, I'm not saying I don't trust you, Matt. I just, I'm just trying to reconcile this in my mind because my thought process was way off. Yeah, Granderson and him were teammates in '05, and '06 was the was the World Series year that Mag sent us to. Right. The shot to get rid of Oakland. <laughs> So my first guess was Mags, and then AJ said Cleveland, and I had a totally like other guess. And I was like, oh, it's not him. Man, that that was tough. My entire thought process, because a, I didn't know who the hell, I didn't, I don't know who Bell played for, no idea. So I'm thinking, you know, Granderson and Peralta, and I just started thinking of Tigers yeah. that were good enough to win a batting title. That was his but, first year in Detroit. Was 05. I, good enough to win a batting title for the Tigers but not good enough to make 10 All-Star games and I'm just like he didn't uh, make 10 All-Star Mags? games 
No, I know. No, not six. good enough to. Like, because, like, you can't be Miggy. Miggy has way more accolades. Right. So, obviously, it's not him, so I rule him out, and I was just thinking, it had to be a tiger. If it was anything else, I had no idea. I was just guessing. I was just a little and Shame guess. on you for not knowing who Albert Bell played for, considering we had a whole discussion regarding him and Sosa and Big Mac and the year they all had, where Albert Bell had two, over 200 hits. Where did I put Sox. him? Where did I put him? His, he won his batting title <laughs> in Detroit. Yeah. No, Where Mag's, did I put him? Mag's first couple years in Detroit yeah, were so money. Yeah, I freaking really loved Maglio Ordonia's in the first few years in I Detroit. I mean, let's be honest. Every year except for his last year was great. I was just going to say, what do you mean, like, I don't remember him having a bad year in Detroit. He hit 302, 298, 363, 317, 310, 303, and then 250. Uh, oh, you got his shit pulled up. 360. Did no, his power I, I, numbers decline, I, though? I pulled, it, I pulled it up after you guys answered but did his power numbers well, decline he, was, he only played 84 games in the 92 games his last two seasons what about like ops since you have it pulled up uh so with detroit his ops yes his his last year was his worst yeah, well his last, not his last year was like 70 years old i mean so he was 795 827 uh that's great. This says 363, not 362. I've been lied to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh. Paul, with the ass whooping on the night, has now yeah, a seven to five to four and a half lead. I know you guys are gonna start. Very a very lucky a very lucky ass whooping tonight. So okay. All right. So Paul has two steals on the night too, doesn't he? No, just one. Mm-hmm. Just one. Then, oh yeah, no. No, right? he's okay. just gotten all of his correct too, so he has two now. Ugh. He sandbagged us in uh, preseason. Is what he did. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, Matt used up all my easy ones in preseason. Yes, so. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, Matt, I want to tell you, I actually thought. You're like, I actually thought tonight's were very difficult for myself. Champ, I literally only knew because I was a huge fan of him. And Madden is the only reason I got Mr. 2K. So, like, and Mags was dumb luck. It's not, like, there's, if you had similar questions to all these another time, but they weren't, like, specific players that I just happened to know from back then well, right. I could yeah, have easily went, that risk I could have easily went over on the night like it's not this was a very lucky night for me all right well you ran it well I'm pleased with it though two points on Ryan two and a half on AJ and that is it for the night for who the hell are you we move on to SBC start bench cut if you guys take a look in the sports carnage chat oh we're keeping this going stats And we are in the 2010s decade. And we are looking at second baseman. Okay, hold on. I, <laughs> I just looked at the screen and I saw Paul, Ryan, AJ start bench cut. I was like, that isn't going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're definitely cutting me. Uh, well, what, what are we playing? We Hold on. We got to... I don't know who we're cutting until I know we're playing. Like, if it's throwing a football, cut me. My hands are too small. <laughs> Says the guy who bought a football too big for his hands. I bought a regulation-sized football, the same one we all used in high school. Not me. 
Okay. I can spin it. I just can't spin it very far. You said 2010s? Yep. Second baseman. Oh, so, these are players yeah. I might actually know. You got your A, B, I'm just going to start Dustin Pedroia. <laughs> so, option A, missed 266 games through the decade. Had himself 1,311 hits, 125 RB, uh, home runs, 620 ribbies, 92 stolen bases, over 800 strikeouts, just over 700 walks. The man hit 267 with a 358 on base, a 411 slugging, a 770 OPS, a 111 OPS plus. In the field, he was a 984 percentage fielder with an av- with a uh, was this average? Yeah, average per year of 0.5 D WAR. Option B: the man missed 247 games, a little less than option A. Had way more hits though, 1635. For 174 home runs, 636 RBIs, 152 stolen bases, 755 strikeouts, 487 walks. So didn't walk nearly as much as option A. Hit 263 with a 330 on base, a 412 slugging, a 751 OPS, 102 OPS plus, a 982 fielder. So about the same as number one, but his D-War average was 1.2. And option C. Missed the least out of the group, 169. Had the most hits out of the group, 1,695. The most home runs by far, 237. With 878 ribbies. Only 34 stolen bases, so by far the least of the group. Most strikeouts at 830. Least walks at 478. But he hit 299. 358 for his on base. 492 for slugging. And a ridiculous 849 OPS. With a 131 OPS+. plus. Best fielder above the bunch at 991 with a 0.6 D war. I think this is pretty clear cut in my opinion. Yo, why not? I think so. especially because I think it. I know who the last one is. Well, this is more about you guys trying to also guess who these guys are. Now, you guys say it's dry, cut and dry. Uh-huh. Go find the exact the number of se- second basemen that have played the exact decade of 2010 to 2019. Ah, uh, shit. Was it all that easy? <laughs> So, Ryan, then Paul, then AJ. Well, which one is Ian Kinsler? Ryan, then Paul, then AJ. Uh, Alright, well. Oh, we can't look it up. We can't look it up, right? I forgot. I I did not look anything up, but I was about to. Because you said go and look for Uh, the ones. You're right on Robinson Cano's reference page. (laughs) I wasn't there, actually. I'll show you my history. (laughs) Well, please don't. <laughs> oh um, God! I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut number one. He doesn't hit as good as number three, and he's not as good of a fielder as number two. And then I'm gonna start number three, because they just seem like they're the best hitter by far, far and away. Um, and then I'm gonna bench number two. Alrighty, Paul. I know I'm about to be so mad. Cause I have, I have a sn- maybe not though. Yeah, I'm I'm doing the same thing. I mean, well, obviously starting number three is Kundra. It's not even close. Um, I'm I'm also gonna cut number one. At least it's narrower. Um, I'm a little concerned about number two because he's a little more all or nothing. Yeah. But. I mean, that's kind of what today's game is anyway. 
And I don't. I'm not saying I like it. I don't. Um, but I do value the defensive play. Um, and I really hope it's Ian Kinsler's number two. I'd be really salty if he's number one. <laughs> I don't know how many home runs Ian Kinsler hit over the decade. I'm just hoping it's that many. Um, well, that's the thing uh, too. Like I think Matt was dropping a hint that like probably the three most prominent second basemen that we're thinking of during this time might not have played that entire decade. Ian did. I know right. Ian did. Are you sure? Yes. You're sure that he had debuted before 2010? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, AJ. Now before – actually, no. So make your make your selection, and then you get first guess, obviously, on who you think these guys are. So, uh, like I said, I think it – I think this is pretty clear cut who you're going to start. You're clearly going to start number three. More hits, more home runs, more RBIs, more games played. He does strike out the most, um, but walks... The least. <laughs> the, well, yeah, the least by nine from the other guy. But- by right. nine while missing, you know, 60 Significantly less games, more games. games. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, again, how much do you value that? I mean, he's still, mm-hmm. what are we looking at? I mean, his on-base percentage is 358. He's still getting on at a pretty good clip. I mean, he's obviously hitting the ball, making contact. He looks like a great, good fielder. Um, so I'm starting him. Especially because I think I know who that is, um, and then on the the flip side, I think these guys nailed it. I, I I don't see any reason to keep number one over number two, other than the fact that he draws a lot of walks. But I mean, to, I mean, to me, better on base, better OPS. Better yeah, OPS but plus, I mean, when you look at better batting but, average. But when you're look, okay, so point zero zero four percentage points of batting average. That might have been one more hit, mm-hmm. right? So that to me is a wash. <laughs> um, his on base and slugging are, I mean, his slugging is actually lower than the other guys. Uh, his OPS, a little bit better. I, I mean, I guess you can make a case, but I think that case would be wrong. I think you would cut one and you would bench two. All right, now who do you think these guys are? I think three's Cano for sure. Okay. Um, if I were to guess, my other Agreed. my other two um, thoughts were obviously Pedroia and Kinsler, but I feel like you're dropping a hint that they're one of those guys is not on there. Um, so I'm trying to think of like other second basemen that would, might have these numbers. I don't think Ian Kinsler hit 174 home runs. I could be wrong, but... I do. Um, you know, once he made that transition to Comerica Park, I think his home run numbers went down. So, um, yeah. I, but my gut tells me he's two, and I'll just go with Pedroia as three. Okay. Even though Paul? I think they're flipped, is my guess. So, I am I'm pretty darn confident that two is Ian Kinsler and that three is Robinson Condone. I feel I feel good about those. Well, I take that back. You no, I don't take that back. No, I feel pretty darn confident because I think I do think Ian Kinsler hit a bunch of home runs. Um, that or maybe I'm just overly fond of him. Uh, I don't know. 
I, I really like Ian Kinsler a lot. I'm really salty <laughs> if I cut Ian Kinsler. Um, but I feel like he hit the home runs, and I feel like that is the separator. Um, so but those are my two guesses. Cut and dry. Really short port. I started trying to figure out number one, and I cheated. So I'm not going to say it until after Ryan answers. But I think I know who number one is. Well, if okay. you cheated, Ryan, do you then have any you guesses? Know. Yeah, if you cheated, you know. <laughs> well, um, I don't know for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's Pedroia, Kinsler, and then Cano. All right, order. So, so I you think are number correct one with the bottom two, Kinsler and Cano. Okay, yes. Good. Number one, I think is Ben Zobrist. And it is. Okay. Yeah. Then I am a hundred percent confident in the choices that I made. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I feel really good about mine as well. I mean, every day to Sunday that I have the choice between Kinsler and Cano, I'm starting Cano. With Kinsler on my bench and always cutting Zobrist if I'm given those three players. So, let's see here. This is why fielding percentage is such a dumb stat. It just does not reflect yeah, but anything I wonder about why defense. his defensive war is so much higher than Cano's. Double Cano's, basically. Because he's amazing. Have you ever watched him play a double play in your entire life? Yeah, I have, but he's not as smooth as Cano. So, stop okay, it. So Cano's just yes, lazy. It was obviously... It was obviously going to be Cano and Kinsler. They were near the, they are the, the right at the top, along with Chase Utley as far as the second baseman. But they both played the full decade. Utley has not. Pedroia has had issues. Brandon Phillips did not. Brian Roberts, Aaron, like all these guys yeah. around what them. A, did when not. did when did Altuve start? He didn't start till like 2012, 2013, ah. yeah. something like that. To get in there, yeah. And yeah. When did uh, when did trash cans come into play? Oh my, 2016. God. Oh, Paul, okay. look at what There's is going on with their season right now, and tell me that that it's cheating a Corona season. Stop no it! You know what? It's it's all the fans. You can't. You've seen their road splits. You can't be dumb enough to make that argument. They don't have access to the trash cans now, and they, they didn't have it the on the road anymore. either. <laughs> they can't hit the oh, ball my anymore. No, but they had the on the road. They had the um the mics that oh, ran through my the God. The buzzers. All right, guys. If y'all go yeah. back, the buzzers. go back to the chat, and you will no. see one Basketball. more round of start, bench, cut. But There's you'll see four, four sets. So this is actually going to be start, bench, cut, and get the f out of my city. Oh wow! Oh, and we are taking 2010s point guards. Well, oh well, shouldn't it be more like start, bench, send to the G League, and then get out of my city? <laughs> You know what? I like that, actually. We're going to do that. We're going to do start, bench, Demote. send down to the G League, and then get the F out of here. All right. All right. Perfect. All right. So we got four point guards of the 2010s. And y'all can guess later on at the end who's who. But number one missed 154 games. 34 minutes just over per game. 18.1 points. 9.6 assists. 4.4 rebounds, 2.2 steals, 51% from two, 38% from three, 88% from the free throw line. Option two missed 110 games at just under 34 minutes a game, 23.1 points, 6.8 assists, 4.8 rebounds, 1.7 steals, 52 from two, 44 from three, 90 from the free throw line. Option C, 107 games missed. 33.2 minutes per game at 15.8 points, 16, uh, 16, 6.7 assists, 4.6 rebounds, one and a half steals, 47 from two, 37 from three, 82 from the line. And option D, 
Missed only 65 games, the fewest of the bunch. Had the most minutes of the bunch at 34.6. The most points of the bunch at 23.8. Second most assists at 8.6. The most rebounds by far, 7.2. 1.8 steals, 47 from 2, 30 from 3, and 80 from the strike. So in this way, AJ is going to go first. Paul, sorry, you are second fiddle on both rounds this week. And Ryan going last. Um, so AJ, geez. instead of cutting, yeah. who are you sending to the G League? So the second worst. Uh, the second worst. Yeah. So take your time. You know, we don't have to. You yeah, don't have to yeah, answer yeah. Right in a second. Do, do your. Do your looking. I'm did so give, mad. Did I give enough stats? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you didn't give any defensive I, stats, and it's really pissing me off because I know who the first player is, and it's absurd that someone's going to do something to him that they shouldn't. I'm going to be really mad. Okay. No, no per either. Four are, but that's like sullying my, my opinion. Well, yeah, no, I'm... Because I'm trying I'm, to figure out looking well, at Well, I'm going like, to be 100% honest with you. I have no idea who any of these guys are. This is, this I, is I'm I, glad AJ's I have first. guesses on all of them, but number one, I am very confident so, in because he's another favorite player of mine. So you said, you said second worst? Yes, second worst. Send into the G League. Man, this is really tough. I don't like this. <laughs> okay, I, you're gonna crucify me, no. but um, I'm I'm demoting number two. Number two is going to the G League. Yeah. Damn. All right. That hurts my soul. <laughs> what? I'm Everyone cutting. Shut up. <laughs> I'm cutting. Who are you num- cutting? Cutting number three. Cutting number three. Okay. Who are you starting? That's so sad. One or four? I'm starting four, and and here's why. I'm starting four because. Uh, no, let me hold on. Son of a, I hate this game. <laughs> I'm gonna start four. Um, I think I just points, assists, rebounds. He obviously does not shoot as well, but from a point guard perspective, I, I like the guy that can contribute in every aspect. Uh, I mean, he does score at 23.8 points a game. I'm just saying, you know, 40%, 47%. I don't think, I know Paul would say, that's not really that big of a difference, 51 to 47. So um, the thing that concerns me is that he's not as good of a free throw shooter as number two, but um, having the option of number two off the bench is a pretty good option as well. So... Um, wait, wait, hang on. I'm sorry. I thought you were. I thought you sent number two to the G League and number one. No, number one, number bench. one on the bench. Sorry. Oh, hey, number three. I'm man. sorry. Okay. One, two to the G League, three cut. Yeah. Yeah. Start four. Start four. Bench, bench one. one. Okay. Jeez. Just make, sure I have the right order. make this more complicated. <laughs> and so tell me, gentlemen, how wrong I no, am. No, 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 no. We're not. We're not doing any names yet. Oh, I know. We're gonna... So, Paul, who are you sending to the G League? Hmm. Can I just tell you their name? No, you cannot because you're not the last person to go. Wait, this is so this isn't cut. This is the G League, the second worst. Um. So to the G League, are you sure I can't tell you who they cut? Yes, I'm or sure you man. can't tell us. Oh my god, I know who these people are. I actually this two so this annoys me so right. much. I'm gonna. 
I hate that you're making me do this, man, because... So I'm projecting based on knowing who these players are. And if I'm wrong, it's going to fuck do this that. up. You should, just look at, you should just look at the numbers. But if defense matters, it does. It's a lot of things matter. Too. I could be wrong, though, man. I'm going to get flamed because this is going to go against something I said earlier. But I'm going to send... I'm going to send number three to the G League. Okay. Wow. Despite him mattering more for his title team. See, it's funny that you keep thinking that we took that I chose guys when this is, these are actually WNBA players. So, <laughs> uh, Diane Taurasi. I'm going to send three to the G League, and then I'm cutting. Yep. Who you got? I'm cutting four. What? Okay. Um, I thought he was going to cut two out of spite. <laughs> who are you starting? So, I. No, I'm sorry. Am I cutting four? I might have lost my mind, actually. That I'm not seems four. crazy. No. God, I hate you so much. Oh, God. And you're sending three to... Okay, whatever. Go ahead. No, you I'm cutting talk. three. I'm cutting three. I'm I'm sending four to the G League. I'm cutting three. Okay. 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 All right, so who are you starting? A or B? I'm starting A because A is one of the greatest point guards of all time. And his defense, the way he plays the game, the way he gets under his opponent's skin, the way he leads the floor, he could have scored plenty all career if he wanted to. It's not his game. I'm starting one. I'm benching two. Might have helped him win a little Two more. is an overrated bitch anyways. Two is, okay. an over, two is an overrated bitch. You keep assuming you know who each of these guys are. I I know one and two. I'm but, pretty but how, sure. When I chose and, WNBA players, mm-hmm. and two sons won every time they play. But carry on. To be fair, two looks like a WNBA player. <laughs> All right, Ryan. And one has a successful one if they play in the oh NBA. Oh my god, uh, Ryan. Who are you sending to the G League? I'm sending uh, number three to the. Or I'm sorry. No, I'm cutting number three. I'm sending um, number four to the G League. Oh. Okay. And again, it's because I know who they are. So like that, it, it kind of uh, defeats the point of of start bench cut. But the the reason I did it is because you. I mean, you look at the shooting percentages, and it's you know the worst from everywhere except for two or, or it's actually except tied for from the worst two, from which two, I guess yeah. he's yeah he's tied. But I mean, you've seen this player be the number one on on a team and it didn't really go well. <laughs> they got an MVP out of it, but they're, I think their team lost in the first round um, that year. And I, I love him as a player. I love the intensity that he brings, but he's, you know, shot some teams out of games that they probably should have been in regardless. Uh, and when he's gone, at least head to head with one of the other members on this, um, on this, uh, on this group, he, he lost in pretty spectacular fashion. All right, so who are you then, starting? I'm starting number two. Oh, I hate you. I hate you. you. I hate you. I hate it's, you. It's 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 so easy. It's um, not. <laughs> Hell it no. Is. No way in the no. world. Can I say names yet? No, no. But no. Hang on. So, Jeez. Ryan's the basketball Ryan. expert. 
Yeah, so so Ryan, who's number one? Number one is Chris Paul. Yes. Who's number two? Number two is Steph. Yep. Who's number three? Number three, I'm assuming, is Kyle Lowry. Yep. And number four? And the four is Westbrook. Okay. So there we go. So how much fun is this game that I already had this game planned and Paul out of nowhere comes in the beginning of the show with a Kyle Lowry slander talk? Yeah, that he's top five. Meanwhile, every single person in the group is cutting this man's, including him. Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry hit his peak late. No, okay, get out of here. Yeah, that's because he that's because he was busy getting traded from team to team, Houston oh to Memphis, because no one wanted his trash ass. Why, he, was, oh he was waiting for Kawhi to show up and say. See, I think this is why like this game is so. I mean, it it is interesting to look at the stats, but stats. And I know this goes against every fiber of Paul's being in his data-driven mind, but like stats can truly be misleading in a lot of well, ways. Well, hang on, I didn't show defense, AJ. <laughs> he didn't, well, and so and the, the that, thing but, too. Okay, so again, we you also didn't show who's only gotten out of the second round of the playoffs one time. <laughs> oh my God! Like Chris, because there's, I'll Chris be honest Paul's with you, slander is absurd, man. There's no world, no universe in which, and I like Russell Westbrook. I think he's a really good player. No universe which I'm starting him over Chris Paul or Steph Curry. But you did, <laughs> or Kyle Lowry. But yeah, no, based on half of the story, right? So right. And I apparently sent Steph Curry to the G League, so that's cool. <laughs> I know, that's, that's, that's so sad. No, that's why I'm so glad AJ went it's first. Not AJ sad. didn't do basketball it's like It's not do. sad. It's not sad it at is. all. No, it's not. He's the second best point guard ever. He should You're dumb. You're so dumb with that take. So bad. It's You're such right. a you casual ass take. Because he can take your team nowhere. Oh, my that God. <laughs> Let Steph Hang on. play. In defense of Chris Paul, he was supposed to take the Clippers there, and they would have been there. But then Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors showed up. No oh, one expected weird. that. Somebody better showed up. <laughs> a better team with a better coach and a deeper roster. And, and oh my God! Guard. No, hell no! Chris Paul it's not in, not in any goddamn universe. Not Paul in any goddamn universe is Steph Curry better than Chris flamed Paul. Chris no, Paul. no flamed. universe. Blame him. None. How many times Steph Curry sent Chris Paul? So dumb. God, Kyle freaking AD just did a Kyle Kuzma impression at the end of half. So he hit a three or he missed a three bad? No, he airballed a three. Wide open at the top of the key. Because Cuz does both, so I... No, I know. Uh, that was so much fun. I'm so glad. I like it, it was so hard not to say something early on when you brought the Kyle Lowry talk into this. Westbrook was so obvious. Know. Like, said not so fast, my friend. <laughs> I don't know. So these are honestly, these were all super obvious. So obviously, you know, Chris Paul never scored a ton through his career, and he's a point god for a reason, right? And he had good shooting numbers, but not. Steph Curry shooting numbers. You know there's no other 40% three-point shooter, 90% free throw shooter. It's obviously, obviously, obviously is Curry. And I have said, by the way, you act like I don't give Curry credit. I have said Curry is the best shooter ever. I never said that. Ryan, what's stupid is when I'm going through these stats and like you go through Curry and I'm going through each part, you know, to do all the numbers and shit for the percentages and everything. And I'm looking at the numbers and Steph Curry, like you look at the three line and it was like four. Four, five, five, seven, eleven. Like he's averaging eleven freaking threes a game. Like what? <laughs> like Jesus. Like the like everything's just completely just sw- like switched. Like seven years into his into his career, like everything just changed. 
for him. Yeah, oh yeah, that's crazy. I don't, I don't think he ever shot under forty-one percent, maybe from three. I think this year, but does it really count? Crazy. <laughs> well, he played what three games? Yeah, I think so. Before he broke his hand and then he just chilled out. But he shot, but he shot a thousand from the free throw line for the year. <laughs> there you go. I mean, his free his, his so, we did not use. By the way, I did not f- use f- this 50, year. 50, 40, a thousand. Just just for the record, I did not use this year in their numbers. I used from twenty nine ten to last year. You started Chris I Paul, wasn't right, AJ? This year. No, no one's. Uh, no, you started Chris Paul. AJ a- bench. AJ started Westbrook. Yeah, didn't he? AJ started Westbrook. No. Bench Chris Paul. I like that stricken from the record. No, you. Th- there's nothing wrong you with that. What? The man has averaged a triple double for two I, years in a I row. No, that is so that is so intellectually dishonest I, to say. What is? I did think it was Rondo for one second, and then I saw how, many, how much he scored. I was like, <laughs> oh no, Rondo didn't do that. What surprised me is the man who goes hardest out of these four by far has played has missed the least amount of games by far. Like that surprised me. I thought with the way that Westbrook plays, you know how hard to he be plays fair. To be fair. Down, he is a midget. He just runs like under all of the defenders. No, that man goes hard to the hoop. That he plays angry, and I love it. <sighs> Listen, I love the way Westbrook plays, but I'm not taking him over any of the other three. Oh, I'm taking him over Lowry all day. Nope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, nope. Thought, I thought three might be Conley for a second. Because I bet yeah. those numbers are real similar. Yeah, I don't, uh, you know what? I didn't even think of Conley. Hmm. Yeah, should have should have should have taken out Kyle Lowry and used no. him later with Conley oh and someone else. Oh my god! <laughs> it would have just been a uh, mirrored. Should have used Reggie Jackson. All right. <laughs> so AJ, huh? yeah, I got a question for you. Yes. So. And I stole this. I saw Why didn't you use Derrick like, Rose? I, I want this in this. Because Derrick Rose has missed like eight years out of the last decade. Let <laughs> me say missed 500 games. <laughs> uh, what about John Wall? So, uh, John and John Wall also just completely fell off these last couple years. I didn't want it. Like, I just, it wasn't going to be anything good with that. Yeah, but Kyle Lowry's first handful of years were kind of like off the fall off. His first handful of years weren't included in this decade. Yeah, he's drafted in 06. Old ass motherfucker. Yep. He is. So oh, AJ, that's the first F bomb I drop. And everyone else can chime in, but the but the question first is for AJ. It's game seven with everything on the line in the World Series, and you got one man to put on the mound, and I'm giving you four pitchers. I thought was well, this a meme? Pedro Martinez. Did you see it? Uh Pedro is one of the four. Pedro, Rain so, Johnson, Greg Maddox, and Roger Clemens. Yes, sir. Okay. Who are oh, you throwing saw, up there? I saw that today. Um, because I know I, who I'm starting. Honestly, but I have God, all the bias in the world on my guy. So, honestly, God, you know who I'm starting? Hmm. Greg Maddox. Yes. Yes. That's what I, I want to hear. I, I, I love I think, all three of those other guys, and I think that all three of those other guys would do equally as well. But who are the of, four, real quick? Of the Ma- Maddox, three, Clemens. Maddox, Clemens, Randy Johnson, and Pedro Martinez. Of those four, I trust Greg Maddox the most. And Game 7 is all about trust. Mm-hmm. 
Plus, if I have the option to start all four of them, that means the other three are can warm up in the bullpen and come in. So, <laughs> right? So give me Greg Maddox, and then I can move from there. Yeah. Give me the guy that doesn't really throw the heat. <laughs> Let him control six or seven innings, and then bring in guys that can hit 100. Do you know what I would do, honestly? I would hmm. start Maddox and just let him I just tell him go. You know, I need your your five most perfect innings, right? Two two times right. maybe three times through the order. Um you know, two times through the order. And then I'm bringing in Randy Johnson and telling him I just want gas for two straight innings. Mhm. And then I'm bringing in Pedro and I'm telling him I want all your filth for another inning. And then I'm bringing in Clemens and saying, "Close this thing out." <laughs> one at the head, one low and outside. Like that's that's how I'm going and winning Game Seven. I like it. I like it. So I think the I think the proper answer is Roger Clemens. Nope. <laughs> Not. Just real quick. Nope. He did a lot more in less games. Well, you'd be man. wrong there, buddy. He did a lot more in less games. We only need one game. And he pitched a lot deeper into games too, which matters. No, not again. You're you're forgetting. You have all four of these arms at your disposal. Oh my god! <laughs> it's true. Not forgetting anything. This is, this is a hell of a team you got assembled here. <laughs> At least a hell of a pitching staff. Well, I mean, it's basically the 2013 Tigers. And if you give me, and if you give me, so then you're and if you give me the option to have Clemens throw one perfect inning, or have to manage his way through five, I would rather Greg Maddox manage because he's a better manager. Roger Clemens went deeper into games on average and had better success doing so. What do you mean? Because he was on steroids. True story. There's that part of it, but I would love to see your statistical comparison of that because Greg. Wait, Maddox, wait hang on. Can can we use these numbers before he went to Toronto and had his rebirth with the steroids? I mean, that, that's that's what I was assuming. Was like this one game is like this peak person. That's why I would go with Pedro, because from the very I guess limited stuff I've heard, like peak. Pedro was just ridiculous. I saw a stat today. I saw a stat today. Oh, man. You know which one never won a triple crown? Maddox. Yeah, because Maddox induced soft contact. He was not going to win the strikeout. Yeah, little bitch. Oh, my gosh. Okay, sure. Oh my gosh, Paul. Roger continue. Clemens won two triple crowns, continue. seven Cy Youngs. How do you win seven Cy Youngs? Let me let me be one hundred percent honest with you and tell you how irrelevant I think both triple crowns are. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so but still. to use it as a statistical argument of why you would start a game seven with a, oh he's a triple crown winner. I don't. Care. Here's here's the thing though. Any statistic that you pull out is favorable or comparable to Clemens. Anyone, like pick one. I don't care what statistic you like. Clemens holds the edge. Or Gold gloves. Really close. That's not a statistic. <laughs> that is not a stat. <laughs> oh my god! How aggressive. <laughs> Didn't Maddox win one like every year he pitched? He Pretty won much. like twenty gold gloves. <laughs> oh, was it eighteen? I think uh, yeah. something like that. Well, I got him pulled up. Eighteen. Yeah. We're 
both the Clemens series with the Yankees? Uh, yeah. I yeah, just, he, joined, he, he pitched he, he for joined New York in '99, so he won. Pedro he won. Yeah, he won back-to-back titles when he joined the Yankees '99, 2000. There you go, Pedro. And if you know, if he didn't screw up in the '01 World Series against the Diamondbacks, maybe he'd have three. Bro, Clemens threw a sub two <laughs> ERA at 42 years old. Do you understand how stupid that is? Yeah. Uh, do you understand yeah. how easy it's that is to steroids. do? Steroids. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's easy. Just, steroids make locating your pitches so oh, much easier. When they're going 114 miles an hour, do you that really makes it harder. Them? Yes, and yes, you need to locate them so you don't take a head off of somebody. No, but if it's just a little, a little high and inside, they might still swing. And you don't know the Maddox Dang. didn't do the roids. You have no idea. Oh, please. Clemens didn't. You don't Clemens know. Didn't have multiple seasons. You don't with know. Under one whip. You don't Couldn't know. Couldn't be Pedro. Oh my I saw, god! I, I want to make sure I get this stat right, but I'm probably not going to, so I'm just going to say it anyway. There's a tweet today that the Boston Red Sox pitching staff this year in 40, 43 innings, maybe, has given up two more runs than Pedro did in his entire Boston Red Sox career. <laughs> Dude, in 2000, Pedro had a whip of 737. That's a really good year. Like, how this? are you saying? Hang on. How are you saying that that Clemens went deeper when Maddox pitched more innings in less years? Because Maddox pitched more innings in a hundred more games or forty more games or something. I don't know. He pitched more games. I don't care about the years. He pitched more games. I, th- I thought we weren't giving uh, Frank Gore old person trophies. We're not. That's. We're not. It sounds like with Clemens. No. He no. No. The same case as LeBron being the MVP. Look how old he no, was. 42. No. No. Clemens. Oh, my God. Clemens only pitched. He was like yeah, Maddox pitched, Maddox pitched 33 more games Three, yeah. in one last year. Right. It's actually probably. The inning pitch probably actually super close per game. Yeah. I bet Maddox has. More. Hey, nobody can get a seven whip except Pedro. Maddox, six point seven three innings a game. What did I say? Six point seven three for Maddox innings per game. Clemens had. That was crazy. Six point nine three bum ass Maddox. Yeah, but Clemens also almost doubled. 1,500, well, not doubled, but he had over 1,500 walks, and Maddox didn't even have 1,000 walks in his entire career. And yet still had almost identical whip. Dang, he was just putting guys on base every inning, huh? So so was, so was Matt. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pedro's career whip, I mean, I'm pretty look, sure, is higher than really a wrong 737. That's a, that's a jet. That's not a baseball statistic. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pedro's whip actually was really good, and Pedro's probably pretty darn underrated. But so here's the thing, though. Here's the thing with Pedro. Didn't he go like 21 and 2 or 19 and 2 one year? Guys, like, I know we have this debate for fun, but there's literally no. <laughs> he uh, wrong to is 23 to and 4, right. and then 20 and 4 another year. Wait, so, I, so hang on. So, Paul, you made a joke that, you know, it's basically the 2013 Tigers rotation. Is there anyone. That you would take off of this foursome that we've just been discussing for any of the Tigers. I mean, Verlander, obviously. Are you kidding me? For who? Pick one. I don't care. You think Verlander's better than all four of these guys? 
maybe not Clemens. It's close. But the other three, hands down, like it is not even, uh, not even a debate for me. But I, I'm pretty partial to Clemens. I mean, the numbers Verlander could have put up with an uninterrupted career, like in not playing through literally not having a core, uh, it's unreal. I gotta look at Randy Johnson's numbers because if I was gonna, if, if I was gonna put. Verlander in for any of these guys, it would be Randy Johnson. Verlander playing... So Verlander has the numbers. He has awesome numbers. And those numbers are inflated in a negative way because of playing through the shit that he played through and trying to come back when he tried to come back. Like, he went through so much garbage. His numbers could be so much better. And he has the numbers. He has a better whip than Maddox, a better whip than Clemens. Like, he the war is there, like, per game. Like, it's... And he did it. In, I think, a harder era to pitch. Now, Granite War tries to make up for that. But all things aside, I mean, Clemens is the one that I might keep over Verlander. It would be it would be real, like, if I am if I have no allegiance so to anybody. Paul loves the power arms and can't handle the, the artist pitcher. Uh, no. Yeah. You could have the best. I'd, the put, I'd put Scherzer on here if that's that was my thing. Verlander is an artist. Scherzer is a power arm. No, okay, you misunderstood what I meant by the term by artist pitcher. I'm talking about the pitcher that takes his spots, paints the corners. Like, yeah, Verlander had You're his Doug pitches, Fister. but I would not, I would not consider Verlander and Maddox on the same level as far as like stri- strategic pitching, right? Like no, but yeah, but that's I mean Maddox had to. He didn't have one hundred and five miles an hour. 100%. Well, yeah. If this is a conversation, who did the most with the least? I just I think that the, I I think that I mean it's got to be Clemens is just better than everyone else. Like everyone, everyone else sucks. It's not not they suck. He's just <laughs> he's better, man. I mean he really is. He's like the Kyle Lowry of MLB pitchers. Oh my god. Like Verlander is clear cut better than the other three, but he is not. Cl- no, yes, he is. The numbers bear it out, and yeah, and the context bears it out even more. But even the numbers that he has bear it out. Peak Pedro, you, baby. You've done an awful quick statistical comparison. If you're making, I'm that very, I'm very good with numbers. I'm very good with numbers. No, it doesn't I, take I long. understand that you are. I honest. So I. So I'm here's not, the thing. With, again, I'm not trying to. to so I actually have to give Ryan here. credit. I actually have to give Ryan credit. Pedro is really good. Yeah, Pedro. He really does have like that argument. Man, Verlander can't keep a whip. No, my but but here's my argument against Pedro. Okay, I love the dude, and I love watching Pedro pitch. But Pedro also is a head case. Only in for one game. I, it doesn't matter. One game. It no, but when it comes to a head case, I need somebody I can trust. That's why I said it goes back to someone I can trust. I'm not saying the other guys aren't good. What I'm saying is. If, if I have to give the ball to somebody to win me that game and put my team in the best position to win, I think Maddox gives you the best option out of the gate. Do I think Maddox finishes that game? 
No, I know. But I think Maddox gives you the best potential. Right I, I, I'm just I'm just all aboard the Clemens train, and I, I don't think it's close. I think with Pedro, you can – from a purely number standpoint, can argue him over Verlander. But, again, that's where context comes into the equation, and I think Justin Verlander is more Clemens than he is Pedro Martinez. Not that either one of them is a bad place to land because they're all incredible Hall of Fame pitchers. Like, well, Clemens isn't, but that's a different thing entirely. Didn't Pedro pitch in the 2004? Yeah, game seven. Yes. How'd that work out? Who's your daddy? Oh three, oh four, back to back seasons, Yankees, Red Sox. That is some of the most fun baseball. Just so much hatred. A Rod and Baratek getting into it. Yeah, that was a fun few years. Oh yeah. That uh, three days in October is still one of my favorite thirty for thirties. Oh, so good. <coughs> All right, well, interesting topic. Note, I think we are. Uh, I think we're done for the night. I think Ryan, Ryan, do the thing. Hey. Make sure that you guys are following us on all of our social media platforms, which is going to be uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, the Sports Carnage Podcast, wherever you see us. And then make sure you're subscribing to our pod. Download, listen on Podbean and iTunes. Podbean's shows us that you did. iTunes, we just had to take your word for it. Um, <laughs> there's the NBA draft coming up this, I'm sorry, the lottery coming up on Thursday. And depending on the mood I'm in, I'm probably going to do it. But we'll go live uh, as soon as the Pistons pick is announced. So join us on our YouTube and Detroit Sports Nation Facebook for that. For Brian Griffin, for AJ Riley, for Paul Rochon, I'm Matt Bass, and we're Sports Carnage. Thanks for spending a couple hours with us this week. We'll be back with you all next week.